Good morning, and welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellis, and thanks for joining me. I had to stop and think, what, what is this show called? No, just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I know what it's called. Thanks for joining me this morning. I am delighted on this Valentine's Day to have my friend, Executive Director of Wisconsin Right to Life, Heather Weiniger, joining me. I would say the premier, the best pro-life organization in the state of Wisconsin. Good morning, Heather. How are you? Good morning, Meg. Thanks for that wonderful introduction. Yes. Well, happy Valentine's Day to you, happy too. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Yes. What a, I thought, you know, I was, I was sitting doing show prep yesterday, and I just thought, you know what? This is a good, this is a great opportunity for us to talk about the work of Wisconsin Right to Life. And in honor of Valentine's Day and, and uh, promoting the beating heart, I would say that would be why I thought, you know what, let's get Heather on the show. So here you are. Thank you. Love it. Thank you. So let's talk about, because I wanted to, you know, there are, I, I'm sure there are uh, efforts and successes that Wisconsin Right to Life has had, even just in 2023, that you'd like to share with our listeners, but even going back, uh, back to last year. But just some of the some of the programs and some of the initiatives that Wisconsin Right to Life has implemented that have had an effect on saving babies. Yeah, I, I think it's so important to realize that Wisconsin Right to Life is a lot more than just our legislative and political side of us, and sometimes it gets lost uh, in, in the shuffle there. So I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, you know, back in in June of, of 2022, we saw significant changes here in Wisconsin. And Wisconsin Right to Life had already been prepped uh, and hopeful for those changes and, and working and looking forward to we're going to have a lot of women who are going to have different needs as, um, you know, they are saying yes to life and making sure that they know where resources are and making sure that they have um, the opportunity to take away some of those obstacles that would would lead them to abortion and, and not say yes to life. So I have to say, in the beginning of this year, we have an emergency grant program, and this allows women to work with a pregnancy resource center, um, and if they are having a difficult time paying for rent, covering their utilities, having their car fixed, um, we want to take away those financial obstacles for them to be able to say yes yes to life. And I have to say, so far this year, we have given out more grants um, and at higher dollar levels than I've ever seen in my entire time here at Wisconsin Right to Life. And I've been here for eight years now, going on nine. Um, the circumstances are, are really different for people. And I, I think what we're seeing now is a, a ripple effect. You know, they had been um, using funds during COVID and ARPA and um, moratoriums on evictions and such. And now these these families are facing situations where I don't have the funds to pay for my rent. So we have been paying rent. But more um, more interesting to me is that they want to fix their car so they can get to work. They want to fix their car so they can get their kids to the daycare so then they can get themselves to work. They want to fix their cars so that, um, you know, they can get their kids to school. So I think that's a really, really great sign um, as we move forward of women saying yes to life and making sure that they are building a life that sustains them and their families moving forward. So not relying on services all the time, um, but giving that little bridge and that little that little help um, to get them across that line and making life um, easier for them. 
it just seems like a I don't know just it, it, it seems like a, a, a better approach to uh, the pro-life movement is to to keep in mind that well and I'm going to be redundant here but appealing to the hearts and minds of women pregnant women that are sometimes oftentimes in uh, experiencing some sort of difficult life circumstance including uh, p- being pregnant, uh, whether it's an unplanned pregnancy or, or whatever the case may be. And for an organiz- a pro-life organization to take, I guess I would say, not only pro-life but proactive and think about, because that's what we're so often, Republicans, conservatives, are criticized about. Well, we, we just care about the baby in utero. We don't care about the baby once the baby is born, and we don't care about the mother once the mother has given birth, but that's not true at all, and that's certainly not the case with Wisconsin Right to Life. Yeah, and I, I think the great thing is we are we are showing people right and telling them, and and more importantly, I think the showing part of this. Um, we recently uh, had a staff meeting, and we were talking about how how being pro life today looks very different than it did um, before the Dobbs decision. Being pro life doesn't just mean caring for a mom while she's pregnant. It means caring for a person through their entire lifetime, and it always meant that. But here in Wisconsin, we're in a really different state than, than our surrounding neighbors, where abortion is available up until the moment of birth. We are doing a wonderful job of showing women we care, showing them that there's alternatives. But we also have groups who are starting to volunteer in, in foster care programs. They are going um, to be PALs. Uh, to to young kids and showing them and being a mentor for them as they they grow up in their life. So being pro-life doesn't mean just financially helping the woman. It means maybe babysitting for her so she can go to class um, or just getting a break uh, from life for for a few moments, Um, helping her grocery shop. It it looks a lot different um, as we move forward in, in 2023. I think too. There's, and I think you you've already touched on this, but just uh, encouraging these moms to we we give them a hand up and not a hand out because encouraging them to want to strive to better themselves and want to w- whether it's through a, a additional education, but also just providing them with the support needed so that they can provide for themselves and work for themselves and and have have that ability and i i think it's 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 a comprehensive approach that certainly our government doesn't uh, offer to to uh, single moms or to pregnant moms i think they're they're very short-sighted and one-sided particularly on on the uh, left side of the aisle when it comes to any uh, any woman that's experienced an unplanned pregnancy so heather what are some of the other uh other initiatives that are somewhat unique, I guess, to our day or our age of technology that weren't like, weren't even part of the the conversation in the past with regard to the pro life movement. You know, we want to reach women and our our audience right where they are, and that that is key. And with a message of care, support. There's options for you. Um, not not a strong message of you know don't kill your baby. That that's not the the message we approach these women with. So we have technology where we can 
um, send women a message who might, um, you know, be searching up abortion. Uh, where, where can I, how much is an abortion? Where can I get an abortion? And based off of some of their searches, we're able to share with them life-affirming information of pregnant, need help, very simple messages. Um, and in the privacy of their own technology. So whether it's on their mobile device or desktop device, um, we can share that message with them. And then we can also um, share messages with, with different age groups. Um, so we, we can share a message with our teens who might be in high school and direct them to more of a website that's, that's teen-related, not just, you know, um, I'm an adult, I find myself pregnant, but hey, I'm in high school, I think I might have gotten my girlfriend pregnant, what should I do? And it's not just for, for females, I think that's so key on here. But the technology needs to stay up to date of where your target audience is. So if we, if we continue to use billboards on a regular basis and think we're reaching um, those 14 to 34-year-olds, we're missing the target. So at Wisconsin Right to Life, we continue to monitor what are the most appropriate ways to reach our target audience. And right now, that's through the digital means. So, you know, whether it's a social media, whether it's websites that they might be going to, they watch TV, you know, on YouTube or the, um, however they, they view their shows these days, we're able to send messages directed to them and really target where that audience is. It's so forward thinking. And I, and I mean, I honestly think you said, uh, well, I, I, you perhaps didn't say it, but in my mind, I'm thinking it's a more effective way. And I mean, we have to we have to look at this, and maybe this is, um, well, perhaps the inappropriate term, but we have to look at this as a marketing opportunity to these young women that are, and as you've suggested now, young males that are uh, that are experiencing this in their lives, and what is going to be the most effective way not only to just reach them, period, because a billboard along the highway, I don't know, that's kind of old-fashioned, but um, I think that, uh, as you said, the using the technology that's available to actually reach these young people, reach them, and then provide an effective message that at least gets them engaged in thinking about the alternative to an abortion. Right. And then, you know, when they're on their device, they might see this ad and then and then it takes them to more information. So we know that the first place everybody goes these days, right, is the Internet to look up whatever, whatever answer you're looking for. You're going to type it in and you're going to find something. But when they see these ads, they can click right on it and it's going to bring them to a website. And again, we are not you must save this. You must do this. It's hey, this is where you are in life. Here's some options for you. And honestly, we've seen people who, you know, thought maybe they were pregnant and then they get in a panic and they use these resources. And then the next time when they do find themselves in an unplanned pregnancy, they're at the pregnancy center seeking these resources because they know there's help. They know the, the place to go to look for help when they need it, when they find themselves in that position again. You know, it's interesting. I think the, the model of that mentality is Jesus himself. He met people where they were, and that's how he was most effective, and that's how we can be most effective at whether it's spreading the gospel or spreading the, me the pro-life message to the, the target market or the young people that need to hear that message. You know, one other thing before we go, I know that uh, uh, Wisconsin Right to Life is involved in 
the March for Life, and I think that that just recently took place in Washington. Can you give a report on that? It did. So we had um, a bus of of young kids. It was fabulous to see these young kids heading out to Washington for the march. And and if you've never been to the march, it's it's difficult to explain. But once you get there, you just have a, a, a sense of peace and calmness that comes over you and to witness that you're with, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that think like you and are there supporting life. So we're really excited when we can come together and share the message of life. And remember that not every state is like Wisconsin. There's a lot of fight left in, in this race here when we're protecting life. And it's not over. We often say it's really just the beginning um, of the next chapter that we're looking at. And so when we can see these young kids out there, we know that there's going to be a torch that we're going to have to pass at some point. And these kids, they're going to be the ones that do it for us. Oh, and we have to equip them. Hey, super quick, I, I got a mailer uh, just the other day from one of the uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court candidates. Can you tell me uh, which which candidates uh, Wisconsin Right to Life has endorsed for Wisconsin Supreme Court? Absolutely. So we've done a dual endorsement um, of, of Dan Kelly and Jennifer Doro. Um, and we, we know that there is someone named Janet who one of her top three issues is to keep abortion rights oh. in the state of Wisconsin. So whoever you vote for, make sure it's, it's one of the ones that we have endorsed, whether it's Dan Kelly or Jennifer Doro. But Janet, it might be Aaron Adds up in your area yes, that makes is. her seem the nicest person in the whole world. But let me tell you, her ads down in the Milwaukee market and the Madison market are completely different than what you're seeing. Yeah, don't let the Ruth Bader Ginsburg doily around her neck fool you. She's far, she's far to the left, and uh, we can't be fooled by that. Well, Heather Weiniger from Wisconsin Right to Life, thank you so much on this Valentine's Day for joining me. I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Going to go to a break. And I'll be back with the 8.30 news. I want to share this before I do go from 1 Corinthians 13, verses 6 and 7. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. I'll be right back after this break on WSAU Feedback. morning and welcome to Valentine's Day on WSAU Feedback. Thanks for joining me this morning. Hope you're able to tune in during the first half of Feedback. My guest, Heather Weiniger, the Executive Director for Wisconsin Right to Life. You can check them out at WRTL.org. What a solid organization. I used to be on the Board of Directors, so there's that. But (laughs) anyway, I am delighted that you're joining me this morning. I would like to ask you a question and encourage you to call in with your response. How do you celebrate Valentine's Day? 
I believe that, if I'm not mistaken, if I can remember what I reported earlier this morning, uh, the Americans spend $26 billion, so they're expected to spend $26 billion this year on Valentine's Day, or as my youngest son used to say, Valentine's Day. But uh, I would be curious about the gifts that you give to your sweetheart or the gifts that you've received, your favorite Valentine's gift. Do you have plans for Valentine's Day? Are you going out tonight or are you waiting until the weekend? Would be interested to know, particularly from a male perspective, what's your favorite Valentine's gift? Or don't you even, don't you even care about gifts? Or do you dig chocolate like I do? I'm, I joked that I just wanted to be dropped into a vat of chocolate. Just, just for an hour or so. Now, I don't want it. I don't want it to be submerged, completely submerged. But no, I'm just kidding. I'd rather just eat chocolate. I don't need to be chocolate covered. Meg, <laughs> not a good look. Got to go to a break. We're going into the 8:30 news, followed by the second half of feedback and your calls on this Valentine's Day. 715-845-2155.